Hi, I'm Simon Devereaux, Director of Global Talent Development at Framestore, and welcome back to the Framestore podcast, episode 26, part two. On Monday's episode, we engaged Roxy Profit, VFX recruiter at Framestore Melbourne, in our 13-question grilling, otherwise known as the Framestore podcast dailies. On today's episode, we pass the mic to this week's guest co-host, Harshil Tank, Recruitment Coordinator at our Mumbai studio. So, without further delay, we very much hope you enjoy episode 26, part two of the Framestore podcast. Welcome back to the Framestore podcast. Uh, this is where we hand over to our co-host. So we're here with Roxy Prophet from the, our Melbourne studio and our special guest co-host, or my special guest co-host, Harshal Tank from uh, Framestore Mumbai. So Harsh, I'm going to seamlessly hand over to you where you're going to take over the reins and, uh, and interview Roxy. So over to you, Harsh. Thank you, Simon. So yes, Roxy, I would just like to know like uh, you are having quite um, good experience overall and you are quite uh, senior right now and you started in your career into you know uh, camera assistant and uh, you have been into you know on-site shoots much so you can just uh, let me know like how how you feel like from on-site to you know on-desk how is the journey? Yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> um, I love being on set. It's one of my greatest passions. And I decided a couple of years ago that actually I wanted to keep it a passion. So I didn't want to get stuck into huge productions. So this is how I ended up in the artist management recruitment realm. Um, and then in my spare time, I run film challenges and make the movies that I'm really excited and proud of. Um, it is hard some days. I do wish that, you know, I'd sort of given up eight months of my life to go and work on one of the fancy film shows shoots but hey you never know <laughs> yeah of course and and how how do you feel like um, you have worked in um, many companies previously uh, like your previous you were you were working for almost four or five years so how, how do you feel like working with frame store and compared to other other companies how how is the work culture you finding here brilliant it's a different world that you step into and each company has a different story and a different journey that you join and frame stores is really magical especially you know the establishment of frame store in melbourne through its method roots it's very exciting and it's really interesting to be a part of and i'm really excited to be part of that little stepping stone in history yeah and the other you just you everywhere you go you learn something new and you meet lots of people so going to different studios is actually something I've encouraged a lot of my friends to do because it does open up the world to you a bit more and, and make you a better person <laughs> yeah right reaching out to different people is always you know better for like recruiters especially for recruiters like us yeah and 
and you were you were like i i was going through your profile and even you were working you you were a founder and president of you know uh, university of london where you have you know set up a film festival society by your own so you know how how was your experience which you would like to share yeah so um just before university i took a gap year and i did an internship at a company called rural media where i learned anything and everything about making films and i taught 16 to 19 year olds how to make movies and i was a 17 year old at the time so when i got to uni i wanted to pass that on and i wanted everyone to get my experience along with me so I started the um film festival society and the reason it was called film festival was one because the film society was taken but all they did was watch films and write stuff about it and I wasn't interested in that I wanted to make stuff and two I wanted to try and collect an array of people not just people on my course mm-hmm. but people from all around Royal Holloway the university I went with and showcase the talents they had on a film festival stage So we had everyone from math club to drama society to the classic society with all of our core uh media art students making movies as much as we could um and entering them into festivals. I don't think we ever actually got into any festivals at the time, but we did it. We tried. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was like a great experience for you like seeing, you know, everyone contributing their self whatever their skill set are into movies and you know uh letting them grow and recognizing their talent yeah, as well exactly that's amazing i think no matter what i've done in life the one thing that i've managed to do is find creative people and i try and push them forward as yes. much as possible um so i'm a little cheerleader <laughs> and also like uh, you have been on site much and you have been into production site so what what was your favorite genre of movie which which you would like to you know work on or you you have worked on and you loved it what's your favorite genre well i love sci-fi but i've never actually worked on a sci-fi movie wrote i've written multiple sci-fi scripts but never happened i think the closest i got to was i ran a workshop um called doctor who and it okay. was a mixture between Uh, sorry harry who it was a mixture between harry potter and doctor who and we had kids running around making different helmets and and outfits and things that's the closest i've got to a sci-fi on set kind of production um but yeah <laughs> that's great like you know mixture of harry potter and who i just had that imagination yeah. creating a- yeah 30 kids running down a field <laughs> It's funny because they didn't know what Harry Potter was to be honest. They were all 10-year-olds at the time. So there you are showing them clips of Harry Potter and Doctor Who and trying to merge the two things together into some kind of epic. <laughs> <laughs> and you you have been earlier in, you know, uh, in London most of the time in UK. You were like initially you were there in UK for many years and post that like currently you are in Sydney. for almost 5 years so you know how how do you find which place you love the most and in terms of weather in terms of people in terms of culture what did you like more i have to say i 
am a multicultural person. I am from a lot of different places. I have the weirdest accent in the world sometimes. Yeah. And coming to Australia, for once in my life, I'm not a foreigner. I'm a part of the world. I'm There are so many different walks of life and so many different cultures here that I feel really at home. It's one of the places in the world that I just feel so easy making friends, talking to people. I think that's also why I get stuck into visual effects because they're all from around the world and people move around a lot from different locations. So it's pretty exciting. Um, but then the UK to me is home. It's, you know, it's where my families are and where my husband's family is. And it's beautiful. It's the green, green grass of home, <laughs> which is the Tom Jones song. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, I, I'd be a little hesitant coming back to London to work just because it is, it is, you live and breathe work a little bit, but that was how I did it. And yeah. I know a lot of my friends after COVID or at, like Simon said in the last episode, it's not heart surgery. One of my best friends keeps, she, whenever I talk to her, she's like, Rox, it's not heart surgery. <laughs> also like whenever we have, you know, uh, Sydney in uh, when whenever we say about Sydney we always have in our mind that you know uh, people there must be surrounded by you know kangaroos and all that so like what are your thoughts like you do you like to visit parks or like what do you do yeah so Sydney's one of the few places in the world that you can get off an airplane and drive 15 minutes to a beach or multiple beaches um, so it's beautiful. The parks mostly have possums in them in the city. <laughs> but if you drive an hour out into uh, an hour and a half to Kangaroo Valley, you drive down Berry Mountain into Kangaroo okay. Valley. And as the sun sets, there's thousands of kangaroos and wombats. Oh. And they are so friendly. It's just a beautiful little park. And you can see the the, the pink sunset and it's it's wonderful oh. so it is so easy to get those experiences so close to the center and 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 see things like i said in the last episode yeah um i could probably talk your ear off about all the different things you can do in australia and the bucket lists of ideas that i have around here <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like the way you explain the pink sunset, kangaroos being friendly. It definitely, I have that in my bucket list, you know, to watch that sunset and surrounded by kangaroos. <laughs> definitely. When you come, I'll send you all the links. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. So like, are you like uh, interest of having of me like hearing music or singing as like in Sydney, I guess there are too much of operas like, you know, so do you like to sing? I'm not the musical one. I did marry a Welsh man. And usually with a Welsh man, it comes with the music. Um, he's very, he's got a good voice and he knows all the songs. I'm not so great. I listen to him and I follow him. He'll take me to wherever and I'll be there. But if you want me to name it, I can't help you. <laughs> also, like uh, in terms of, you know, if you are uh, into tech much and right now you are knowing that how AI is growing. So, like what what are your thoughts on ai or you know ai tools like chat gpt like have you been messing around with some or have you came across any situation of any candidates using them and reaching out to you yes um so 
a couple of weeks ago, I had a candidate. He looked really promising. His work was great. His wheel was great. But he, I went to go and book in an interview with him. And he said, look, I really have to confess. I'm using ChatGTP to talk to you because I can't speak English. Oh, oh God. That's... Yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know. Don't do that because you're gonna be interviewed, yeah. and you need to be part of <laughs> part of the culture and understand that. I ended up actually meeting with him, and he is oh. doing some English um, classes and things like that. And he is making the steps forward, and his English wasn't as bad as he put on. Um, so I did take the time anyway to make sure that you know I wasn't discounting him for any reason. But it was quite funny that he was using an AI to talk to me. Um, I myself have been messing around with the AI tools just because, you know, with what's going on in our industry at the moment, you kind of think what, you know, what's happening. And I really think from a creative perspective, it shouldn't be something that should be affecting that. But from a time management perspective, so for instance, um, looking up my horror budget and comparing it to what is out there. Yeah. I would spend hours going online researching what needs to be in a horror movie budget. Whereas with ChatGTP, I'd said list everything that would need to be in a in a horror budget, and I had all these things, even with a couple of uh, links to how much. Um, fake blood costs and things like that or the cost of duct, duct tape in different areas <laughs> okay. which I've never really thought so that saved me a lot of time in research but hopefully didn't yeah. affect anybody's job or role um so yeah and it links you to wonderful resources as well because at, at the bottom it did link me to a couple of blogs and things that I read through that were awesome um so yeah it's it's, it's a funny one I think yeah. <laughs> there's some dangers yeah there. it's it's just how we use it it's like it's not it's useful like for us as well it's just you need to make sure that you you don't make it your first primary priority of using chat gpt for every single thing yeah. it's like you can take a reference you can you know just have some few points just to get an idea so if you are giving an interview and if you want to just yeah, have some references of how how to give an interview how to be polite how to you know uh, respond to answer or uh, response to your questions that time you can you know just have a reference for it but yeah like you mentioned a situation where almost you know you you had invested your time talking to him and later you come to know that you know it was not a human but it was a chat gpt i mean you you always look at where the person is and you read what they're saying and you kind of understand yeah you know, right you kind of know something's funny there but yeah <laughs> yeah like we know like what's what's the human uh what's the human thoughts what they write it's like humanly written we we can you know see it and you know tell whether it's human or uh, robotic written yeah so exactly. yeah people like need to understand if they use it wisely then yeah definitely it's like a quite advantage for us but yeah if, uh, for interview process and you know just going to it won't replace because anyways your your skill set and how you are as the person that matters yeah exactly that's great and and what 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 are your uh, you know tips for you know for a junior or for fresher you know in terms of their personal development in their career into recruitment or like you know yeah so for someone just starting out into recruitment it's um 
if you can sit in in an interview, then do uh, so that you can understand the processes and hear the stories yeah. and things like that. Um, the other side of it is doing your research of understanding recruitment, not just in the visual effects industry, but the basis of recruitment and how to communicate with people, how to communicate with people effectively, what are the laws around things. So certain countries, you can only hold information for certain periods of time. I think in the UK, it's a really short period of time, whereas in Australia, it's like seven years. It's, you know, understanding that stuff first so that you've got a good basis to work from and then moving forward with the networking Um, because that's one of the biggest things in our industry is getting to know people, getting to understand them. Yeah. I like to try and just remember personal aspects if I can. Sometimes I'm not so great with the names, but I will go, oh, you know, Dan's got one kid and his wife is, you know, she frames pictures for a living. (laughs) Yeah. So rather than reaching out to that candidate and going, hey, Dan, do you want to be a compositor? I reach out and say, hey, Dan, how's your kid? How's your wife? And then I say, would you be interested in coming along? It just, those personal, less bombardments, it takes more time for, as a recruiter, but it builds that relationship with that person. Yeah, 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 definitely. So reaching out to people, it's not just, you know, a professional conversation where we having like, you know, hey, you searching out for a job. Yeah, we have a job. We offer you a job. That's it. Yeah. No, that's that's not a recruitment. It's like, you know, you need to build a relationship. You you need to understand what what he wants and what how, how he feels and what he needs to express to us. We need to listen that, you know, before going through a professional uh, interview process, it's like first you need to understand how, how they are as a person. Yeah. And then you can understand whether he or she can fit fit the work environment yeah and i think it you know if you don't have any personal aspects it's going off the person seat yeah and the biggest advice i could give somebody today is to update your linkedin yeah because that's where we live that's what we're looking at if your linkedin isn't up to date then it's very easily that we've really looked at your profile and gone that person doesn't have enough experience or that's the wrong job title or something like that. So your LinkedIn should be up to date. If you can put your showreel on there, it saves us the time and you get people reaching out to you much quicker. So having some good info on that is brilliant. Yeah, definitely. Having that, you know, updated LinkedIn has like, most important because as a recruiter we never know if we you know just hear some name and if we want to just uh, search it around and if it's not you know updated it's like you know we just miss that profile we we think that you know we can consider him but for later but might be he's already a manager and we we see that his designation is senior and we think that you know we can reach out but after like one year or so when he becomes manager but we but when we know that he has not updated it's like you know um a loss of opportunity yeah yeah and also the the reference function on the linkedin at the bottom yeah requesting old supervisors and managers to just leave you a bit of feedback that's brilliant it's good good character references it saves us time it saves you time um yeah it's great yeah and you work from home so like how how does your day go? How is your routine? Um, it's pretty good. I I I've 
worked out a pretty good structure. Um, although my husband and my baby are at home, so they are a little distracting. <laughs> but they now know the understanding. I've got my office set up, although we still have boxes in the background from recently moving, but it's all organized and set up. I usually start off in the morning going through all my candidates, my emails, and triple checking what's happened over the night, especially because we are a global studio. So things that have popped up from different locations and anything that you may have missed. And then at the moment, I'm getting stuck into strategic hiring. So mm. I'm currently putting together spreadsheets of more senior candidates for some of our positions moving forward so we can bulk out some of our departments with a few specific skill sets and transfers to try and make sure that we can yeah. get the correct and really cool work moving forward. And then the whole department can reward get rewards from that. So yeah. uh, right now, my days consist of going through LinkedIn and going through old productions that I know were good that had certain aspects of that so you know if we're recruiting for um anything to do with a Mad Max movie you look at old Mad Max movies you look at people that have moved with that yeah. and just looking at credits and and things that might support that is sort of thinking out of the box of not just what's on LinkedIn yeah. but also looking at local studios that Definitely. may have produced something yeah. similar and if they have those people on their credits, it means they've either moved to Australia or they are interested in Australia, which is hard because Australia is on the other side of the world. <laughs> so it's a big move for anyone who comes across. It's a wonderful move. It's a huge country with a lot of involved and so much to do. But it is, it's, you know, for the UK, it's a 24-hour flight. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a long journey. So looking at past productions that have happened in our country and the credits involved with that, a very good indicator of trying to find candidates. So yeah, it's a little bit Yeah, right. Yeah. Seeing the credits definitely helps and you know, it helps them to grow as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, my day is not the same every day, obviously. It depends on which role oh, yeah. becomes a priority, for... which isn't <laughs> Yeah, definitely for a recruiter, it's not same day every every day. It's not uh, same day. It's like depends on how, uh, because we need to reach out to different walks of people. And like yeah. every day, it's a different people, a different community, a different cast. And we need to, you know, uh, match with them. And, you know, you need to uh, understand, you need to just switch yourself from, you know, being this to this. And it's like, you know, as per their understanding, we need to do that. So it's definitely as per roles and, you know, and also like talking from a really junior or fresher level guy to talking to a supervisor and manager level. So it's like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's 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 all of that. It's managing your time as well yes. on how you talk to them and the wording and well, you know, it's... doing your research on that person and understand what how they're coming from and so in in the morning I think about I spend about an hour and a half just messaging people back about oh, questions about yeah. certain positions and or or people that I've reached out to because you can message someone about a role and people don't usually check their LinkedIn and they don't live and breathe it like a recruiter. So someone can reach back out to you eight weeks later so yeah. I think I reached out to a bunch of creature artists like six weeks ago and I think I got 10 of them all replying to me this morning so it's all answering those questions of how it all goes yeah. um so yeah it's awesome 
also apart from this like what what are your hobbies what what you do <laughs> uh mix of different things i'm currently trying to get back into surfing i used oh. to be okay at it my husband's a pretty good surfer now um so yeah i used to be part of a, a girls surf group in bondi beach and okay. where i came third out of four in a competition that i'm really proud of <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great <laughs> So yeah. usually on weekends you just went uh, go down to the beach and you know yeah I'm trying to get back into the water cuz um when you have a kid you do <laughs> some people get fear and I've got a little bit of mum fear going on so I'm just getting used to the water again and getting used to all of that and just trying to overcome like just get just get out there at the moment I chicken out on every wave I possibly can but I'm still trying Um I also love swimming so I I try and get into every ocean pool within 30 kilometers <laughs> as <Okay>. I can. <laughs> that's great that's great Roxy. Yeah. And then many adventures. So um I currently have a wall next to me with a bunch of pamphlets oh. and so like there's the ale trail that you can do from Sydney to Melbourne where there's eight different um breweries that you can go to I've been to two so far we're going to do that one day and then there's a whale watching trail it's whale watching season at the moment it's one of my favorite activities okay. if you sit with me on the beach I'm not paying attention to you I'm, I'm looking for whales <laughs> <laughs> um and then there's a 100 beach challenge so across okay. the south coast of new south wales you can tick off the 100 beaches that so we get in the van the three of us and we go and we go jump in the sea in one of those beaches and we go and tick them all off so that we're out and about and i like to see the world as if you're in a video game yeah. that you like a really old like uh video game where you're uncovering the black part of it all as you go um so yeah <laughs> that's great that's great roxy yeah. it's amazing to your like your hobbies your career is like from different different sides and also like your interest level in terms of hobbies you have like you know interest everywhere a little bit yeah <laughs> as i list them they do sound a bit but yeah <laughs> what are your hobbies <laughs> so my hobbies are usually i you know like to uh, play cricket because like you know at this age i want my you know physique to be maintained and you know i i want to uh, get involved into sports so that you know later on if if i want to um, if you if i have you know a family i should be uh you know healthy enough so just uh, i have that hobby of playing cricket so usually on weekend i keep that day you know uh starting with like in morning and o'clock i went on like i go on beach and we have our group playing cricket and you know post cricket you know we just chill out with our friends so yeah sports is like interesting for me sports is so good especially when you do have a family cuz yeah. when you have a little one they <laughs> occupy your entire life and i used to go surfing with my husband and now he goes on his own so we've he's recently found this group and it's so good for your mental health and they all go and have a coffee and they learn how to surf skate and surf and he gets up at 6:00 in the morning on a friday and goes and just any kind of sport is just so good for you to have that break yeah. i love cricket too it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah definitely we uh, we are building a relationship over there as, as well you know going to a yeah. beach and if we are playing 
with 10 people and you know four people seeing us and if they also want to join us you know we get them along with us and it builds a relation you know we we just uh, reach out to more people as a recruiter we always have a mind of reaching out to more people yeah exactly building a network building network we are building network even or even when we are doing our hobby we we have that mind of building exactly. network <laughs> okay roxy do you have any questions for me yeah um it's a really really cliche question but what's your favorite movie my favorite movie i i loved stuart little <laughs> It was, it was like quite cute movie where you know I still watch it sometimes you know whenever I want to recall I just used to like how the storyline was and you know I uh, when I watched that movie I was quite young so I had that assumption in mind that you know there is there is really a talking rat anywhere in my house you know where I can speak to him or like that but it's like like a cute movie and you know it's a, it's like a memory and uh, whenever we see such kind of movies it's like you know a great because it's old and a clean storyline which we see yeah no it's brilliant it's one of my favorites too <laughs> <laughs> i think i would only have one one more question is yeah. um what made you, what made you get into recruitment yes so I have that, you know, like uh, uh, reaching out to people. Like I told you that I I love to connect to people whenever uh, whenever I go anywhere. I just, you know, as an extrovert, I always try to connect to people, uh, no matter if it's not work, but it's in general as well. Whenever we even uh, go into cafeteria, it's like you know I just sit along with them and you know uh, talking to different people of uh, what they do and. Uh, and also understanding whenever like when when i started recruitment and you know initial at my career whenever i uh, had any candidate and when they got selected and you know when they joined the company uh, that you know the satisfaction we get you know it's like you know you are doing a a great thing for someone you know it's like you are helping them or you are assisting them in growing their career so it's like a a great feeling so that happiness that inner peace when we get so that's how i thought you know i'll try to just uh, make sure to grow people together like even i would grow and let people to grow together as well it's the power of opportunity yes and being able to wield it it's, it's amazing yes <laughs> it's like opportunities are everywhere and we are just uh, giving them a path you know we are taking them there yeah so it feels good yeah opening up this wonderful world yes <laughs> what a lovely place to leave it i think uh, such a great interview thank you harsh great questions i know you put a lot of preparation into that as well probably one of our most prepared co-hosts so um <laughs> thank you so much honestly thank you very much really great thank you thank you simon for having me thank you roxy not at all not at all one thing i'll say isn't rogue one a sci-fi film surely the star wars universe is technically sci-fi right yes it is but I want to actually build a set, uh, dress people up as Adians, paint everything. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get in there. You know, like being a part, I've been a part of a lot of sci-fi essentially, but I haven't uh, made a short 
sci-fi movie or let's get the slasher film done first day eh? let's get the uh let's get in the guinness book of records first and then yes make a make a low budget yeah yeah i haven't got a good enough idea yet <laughs> for the sci-fi side well, I'm, I'm fascinated to, to watch how that all plays out roxy sure. <laughs> thank you <laughs> Well, thank you. That brings us to the end of this week's episode, our two-parter. Uh, massive thank you to you, Roxy, for making the time to do this on your evening. And and Harsh, thanks for all the effort you put into being our esteemed co-host. I think it's been a really, really fun episode. I've really enjoyed it. Um, before I let you go, are there any shout-outs, anything you want to push, anything you want to, you know, any final words you want to leave our listeners with? Or would you like to go about your day and have me stop asking you lots of questions? I think it would be look up Australia. If you've never been here and you're looking for a change, you want something to do, add me on LinkedIn. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Roxanne Prophet. There you go. Yeah. Place to go. What about you, Harsh? Anything you want to leave our listeners with apart from goodbye? Yeah, like, you know, just build relationships. Build relationships, be calm, um, understand people, and also reach out to me anytime <laughs> on LinkedIn. Nice one. Oh, classic recruiters. Just reach out, reach out. You know who we are. Come on, give us a call. Give us a call. Amazing. Well, I'll leave you to it. I'm terrible at saying goodbye on these podcasts. So I'm just going to say goodbye from the Framestore podcast. Thank you, Roxanne Prophet and Harshal. Thank you for being awesome. Brilliant. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Simon. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. It just leaves me to thank Roxy for being a brilliant special guest, Harshal for being this week's excellent and most prepared guest co-host, and special thanks to Sam Sosnowski from the global training team on production duties. We'll be back in another two weeks with another guest from our studio in Melbourne. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.